Welcome to Let's Get Writing, the podcast that explores the creative process of writing from books, scripts, plays, and poems to songs and blogs. This series focuses on authors, publishers, and artists. Catherine's guests share their process of writing in all its forms. Listen along to discover the personal journeys behind their work. Explore options from indie to traditional publishing and learn tips and secrets to inspire you. Welcome to Let's Get Writing. Welcome to Let's Get Writing. I'm Katherine Taylor. Let's Get Writing is all about the writing process from creation to publication. Here is where you can find inspiration, ideas, and meet the people behind the stories. I like to say that we bring life to books. Now you can ask a question in the comments and we'll do our best to get back to you. And also, if you'd like to keep up with all the shows, please subscribe at YouTube, Katherine Taylor TV, or on Facebook at Katherine Taylor Media. Now, my guest today is an actor, writer, storyteller, and director. He was born and raised in St. John's, Newfoundland. And as you know, our show does come from Newfoundland. He worked with Codco both in theater and on television, and with Sheila's Brush Theater Troupe. He has written and performed and toured five one-man shows, has performed in theatrical productions all across Canada and on numerous television shows, and has appeared in such films as Extraordinary Visitor, The Adventures of Faustus Bidgood, and Rare Birds. His writing and books have received numerous awards, as well as being shortlisted for many others. Welcome to the show, my guest, Andy Jones. And I'm just going to bring him up here now. Come on up, Andy. There we go. Hi, how are you? Hi, Catherine. Nice to see you. It's a pleasure to see you, Andy. And uh, I just, I like to tell people because we never know where they are watching from that this show originates from central Newfoundland, Canada, and you are on the East Coast in St. John's. And everyone knows St. John's for the weather. Oh, my. So, Andy, um, you're an icon really across Canada, in our province, in the region. You've done so much. And it's such a pleasure to have you here today. And I wanted, when I thought of you, I wanted to ask, and you are a performer and you are a writer, what has been your greatest satisfaction? Um, I think uh, really that this is a quick answer and that I think that I most enjoy is performing live for a live audience. That's just, you know, it's, I I really enjoy writing. I, I love when you're on a roll in writing. Uh, it's um, one of the most satisfying things you can ever have in the world. Um, it's also one of the most difficult things to do when you're not in a role or when facing kind of, um, I would say the, the loneliest walk in the world is the walk to the office to start writing uh, for the day, especially when you're, if you're writing by yourself, uh, except walking to the gallows that <laughs> probably you probably feel lonelier than a little bit but generally i find walking 
to the office, I always think, oh my God, this is the loneliest walk in the world. Um, and, you know, what's going to happen today? Am I going to, you know, is anything going to happen or are we going to spend the whole, two, I, I said two or three hours as, as the most I can use, or maybe at four at the max, and then if I'm, unless I'm rolling. So, um, but, but performing live when you have it all together and then when it's going well is the best of the best yeah well there's such you know the difference i mean obviously when you're performing live there's an audience there's an energy that comes back to you and i mean it, for example doing this show i i don't get that immediate feedback that you get if you're in theater so your audience is out there somewhere and so by the way anyone listening comments are always helpful to someone doing this but yeah. when you're in theater i mean it that energy is just amazing isn't it yes yes yeah i just noticed yeah. that someone said that a priest will go to the gallows with you someone just wrote a comment there carolyn parsons ah. uh, and uh um that's true but i would imagine even with a priest with you you'd be pretty lonely um anyway good point though carolyn carolyn actually has been on the shoot the show a few times she's a, a wonderful writer and very active with uh, the Writers, Writers Alliance of Newfoundland and Labrador. So thank you for the comment, Carolyn. And I know my feelings sometimes when I'm writing, it's it's just that it, it's, a, it's done in isolation. So, you know, it's getting yourself pumped up and ready to go. I use music. <laughs> do you ever do that, uh, Andy? Do you write to music? No, no. Oh, there's an interesting fact. I can't have anything on. Absolutely anything on. I I don't mind uh, being in a in a crowded space like in a like I used to love to go to the library at Memorial University, or actually the library in uh, in the states of, in California where my daughter lives, um, and and even the cafeteria at the Memorial University, which is like there's a buzz of people behind me, and I really enjoy that because I don't feel so lonely. Uh, but uh, but no one's talking to me. Right. But I can't use no. Well, I, I find uh, when it comes to music, classical music, I find easier because I don't get caught up in the lyrics. And, uh, you know, if I'm listening to, say, I love country music, then I start to hear the lyrics. So classical yeah. works better for me. And I think I've yeah. heard before that, that that works for other people. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you listen to a lot of music in your life? Or Oh, yeah. You do, yeah. Huge. Yeah, yeah I yeah. do. Well, that yeah. must make a difference because it's so much part of the, just the, the wallpaper of your life in a way that you, yeah. you don't lose it so much. Yeah, yeah. But That's not, right. That's yeah. right. Because it, it's there day and night and I'm a big dancer and all my whole life teaching aerobics and things. So music's been there. Okay. But, okay. That's, that's yeah. 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 So without it, that would be funny. So you and I are opposites here. Yeah. Very opposite. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, I really don't. I like that dead silence. Or a Or a buzz. <laughs> Yeah, and if you put me where there was buzz, I, I'd be so distracted, I'd never get anything done. So is that right? I think okay. so. Yeah, I, I, I think I would. What I've learned about myself is that I see in a lot of detail, and you know, maybe a little bit of, I don't know, OCD or something. So if something's moved or moving, my eyes, and my mind go there. I've learned. That's interesting. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But, you know, when we talked earlier, before we did the, the interview, we had talked about the oral tradition of storytelling in Newfoundland. And I know that you, 
you know, you've been so engaged with that, but has it influenced your writing and in, whether it's for Codco or for your books? Um, I, I, I'm sure it has. I, I did really, um, I had already sort of finished with the uh, writing of the Codco theater shows before I ever really got into the oral tradition um, world. I mean, really, it was when we were working on the film, uh, The Adventure of Faustus Bidgood, um, that I um, uh, got a friend of mine, and, and Anita Best, uh, you, you know Anita, of course, an uh, uh, incredible Newfoundland singer and an amazing folklorist. Um, and um, you know, I always mentioned that because she just changed my life in so many ways by introducing me to the Jack Tales, the Jack story. So as we were doing the film, I was getting people to come over. We were having all kinds of, you know, uh, just learning sessions and parties and, you know, uh, just having lots of fun. But anyway, um, Anita said, you know, do you know these stories? And I said, no, I, no, I heard of Jack and the Beanstalk. She said, oh, no, there's a tradition uh, of, of Jack Tales in Newfoundland. And uh, I said, yeah, no. And, of course, her father-in-law was um, um, was Pious Power. was a great, great storyteller from uh, Southeast Bight and Placentia Bay. And um, so um, uh, she started telling me these stories. And, and basically, I never turned back from that. And in 79, then, that was 70, um, that was 70, um, 77 or 78. And in 79, I wrote... Uh, with uh, Sheila's brush, uh, we wrote um, uh, uh, Jack Meets the Cat. And uh, I, I've been, you know, studying and reading folktales ever since. And and must have had an influence on what I'm doing, I'm sure. Well, you've got so many books, like of the Jack books, which have been published with Running the Goat Press. And I have to send a kudo out there because Marnie Parsons has been a guest on the show. And it was Yep. So delightful to have her there, and, and the what she's creating in Taurus Cove and what she's doing is absolutely exquisite. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to get there this summer. That's part of my my plan. So fingers crossed that I do that I can. Um, but you, mean, you know, St. John's, are you? Pardon? You mean, I mean St. John's. Or yeah, I want to. Well, I yeah. want to go to see her. I think she's in Taurus Cove. Is she not yeah, with yes. her? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I mean, you, I mean, you're coming from Central Newfoundland into St. John's, right? Yes. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, the crazy thing is, I don't do that drive that often. I usually hop on a plane and fly to Halifax. So you know, can't do that. So I'm coming your way. <laughs> um, but you know, seeing the artwork and you know, in the Jack books the way they've been put together, she brings in different artists with different feels. And, you know, tell me about those. There you go, Jack and Mary, how you uh, feel well, about it all. Well, I got to say, it's, it's such a thrill to get the, uh, the draws. You know, when, when, when Dar this book was illustrated by Darka, here, you, you can hold it up there so people can see. I just gave you the screen. There we go. A little hard. It's out of focus a bit. Is it? Okay, I can't tell. Okay, pull it back yeah. a little bit. There we go. Okay. And to your right. There. And back. <laughs> okay, we can see it now. Uh, uh, and, um, um, you know, I was, I was very lucky 
to have met uh, Darka Erdelyi, um, from and she's from Slovenia, and uh, she came here because uh, uh, she fell in love with a Newfoundlander who was studying uh, over there. Maybe uh, Marty spoke to you about that already, uh, Jason Smith. And uh, I had been on tour with Jason, and he was uh, telling me he was married and he had his wife and two kids in Slovenia, and they were about to come to Canada. And so, you know, so I, I, I uh, heard lots of stories, and then I got to meet her, and she's quite an amazing woman, amazing, amazing, fun, fun woman, and a brilliant uh, 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 a painter and also a, a puppet maker and puppet sonographer. That's her. <clears throat> she has her master's <clears throat> in puppet sonography from uh, uh, university in Prague. Wow. And, uh, you know, over there you get to be, you know, get to get a master's in puppetry. It's such a different world, man. Yeah. It's just so amazing. I've, I've been to Prague. It's such a, well, the city itself is so beautiful, but I did not not see any puppet shows. But one of my cousins is Jim Morrow with Mermaid Theatre and, oh, yeah. of course, all their puppets. And, uh, you know, it's just a magical world. And I think that's what you've recreated in those books, the, the lyrical way they read or how you've incorporated the Newfoundland dialect and uh, the, the whole thing. It's just a beautiful, beautiful story. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, now there are other illustrators since Darker. Darker did three of them or four of them, but uh, um, it, it's great. Uh, it's great the day the pictures arrive, you know, and like, so Darker would be in Slovenia. She's moved back eventually. And, and uh, but um, so, you know, a big package of pictures arrive and this is her interpretation of what I wrote. <laughs> That's pretty that's a pretty fabulous moment and uh, then we always have to go say you know uh, uh, we need uh, we should have then actually the designer was veselina tomova who was bulgarian who came over with that big wave of people who um, um who mm -hmm. um infected from from the east um and she came with that group and luckily they stayed here and they become parts of the art part, way part of the art scene you know she uh, designed the book so she will say to darker look I need a picture of, you know, one extra picture of this or that. And, and um, she puts it together. So it's yeah. pretty amazing. I'm a very, very, very lucky person. To get it, yeah, it is amazing because they are like works of art. It's just, and again, going back to running the goat, that's Marnie's uh, touch. Like she takes that time to, to find the right people and put them together. And she's just an amazing person, Marnie. And, uh, and she has done, uh, such great thing. Her store in Torskov, you're in Newfoundland, get to Torskov and go to that beautiful store with her printing presses in it. She's got three or four old printing presses there. She does letter press printing herself sometimes, although these books, of course, are, are commercially printed, but uh, it's just a fabulous story. And, and she has, uh, I mean, she's just, she's just exploding all the time, new and new, more and more things happening. Mm, very cool. And uh, as she said, it can never be financially a business model to do the printing on those presses. So there are times where you have to go into the modern age and print the books otherwise oh, yeah, to get yeah, yeah. them out there. But yeah, they're very. Yeah. No, but I mean, you're. 
you're pretty impressive yourself. I mean, everything you've accomplished and are still doing in your career is, is quite amazing. And I want to just come to your audio books because you've not only written the books, you've actually told the story, voiced those stories yeah, yeah, through yeah. audiobooks. So tell us about that. Well, you know, again, I was very, very, very lucky. Um, well, Mar Marty arranged all of this again and did all the work to make this happen, um, uh, as usual. And uh, I got to work with uh, Chris Brooks and Christina Smith at Battery Radio in St. John's. And Chris Brooks, of course, is a, you know, a internationally award-winning uh, radio maker and maker of... Um, of all kinds of documentary films and podcasts and uh, and and so on, and he did the book. So they're beautifully done. I, I couldn't ask for better. The music is fabulous. That's in them. I gotta say, it makes the books. It it makes them jump up two hundred percent. Yeah, I agree because I've listened to a lot of audiobooks, and there's never been a use of music in the ones that I have listened to. And with these books, you know, as you're creating it with your voice and bringing us there, they just have that violin or whatever sound, musical sound that it will be that just comes in and just, boom, <laughs> takes you there. Yeah. yeah. And they, they make effects with with instruments and stuff. That's wonderful. Yeah. And, it, yeah and, and they're very good because it seems to express the emotion right at the time. And it was so enjoyable. I can only imagine. I wish my kids were young again because we'd have so much fun with those books. But you know what? We are still going to have fun with them because we love, yeah, yeah, yeah. love, love to read things like that. And they're for, they're for any age, any age. You know, the as I've been told by people who are scholars that, the folk tales were not told for children. They were not written for children. They were actually written for adults. But of course, children always attended uh, every event because you know Newfoundland. Uh, you know you, you didn't have babysitters. The kids came along and they fell asleep on the pile of coats or whatever, and they attended all the events. So they learned. Uh, and uh, but basically, they're for, for adults. Now, although I change lots of things in my stories for that reason, because I write them more for children. Uh, it's great to live as a family. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when you mentioned that tradition, I mean, our kitchens were the heart of the home. And I re recall myself growing up that, you know, we'd all gather, this would be families and cousins and cousins of cousins. <laughs> and this, you know, you'd all congregate in one house several times a year. And it was a lot of fun and a lot of stories told. And you, you actually grew up in Grand Falls. I did, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But my yeah. cousin, I had lots of cousins, not, not that many, but my cousin was Robert Petrie, Bob Petrie, and he was involved in the industry in St. John's and so on. And, I mean, if anyone knew Bob, hmm, there was a storyteller, very funny storyteller. Yeah, Bob Petrie is a very, very special man. He's much missed in this world, in this mm. the whole world, in this community for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah we missed him too. Yeah. Oh. Yes, I laughed a few times at his stories and uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wicked, wicked sense of humor. I loved his grand schemes he had for making movies. And he, he just made me laugh so much. And the ideas he had for you know making a movie about Jamaica so we could all go to Jamaica and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh my! Oh, oh, he's very missed. That's for sure. Yeah. But Andy, what, what's your greatest um, 
strength when it comes to your personality? Is it your sense of humor? I don't know. For some reason, I I pick that because it seems to come out so much in things you do. But you're also a fab, fabulous dramatic performer. I, I always like to do comedy. You know, from the time I was a kid, I always, 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 I still really want to be doing that. And I miss sketch comedy and I miss writing with other people, which I haven't done for a long time. And th th that's that's a kind of writing. I just talked back to Caroline Parsons, who was written in. Uh, I uh, uh, didn't feel lonely going to work with other writers. And that's a very thrilling thing to do, too. So, you know, if you can write collectively, man, it's a great, uh, great thing. So I always enjoy that. And mostly comedy. Yes. Mm, I, I tend to really like comedy, too. And, you know, when you think of writing comedy, there's a real art to that. And there's many ways you can approach it. You know, there's dry wit. There's the, the stuff you did with Kaiko. But did you did the well ever run dry when you were, say, for example, doing Kaiko? How did you just year after year and the ideas and the quirkiness of it all? Uh, well, um I don't know if the well exactly ran dry. I mean, sure things were not as good as other things, and and um, but uh, there were seven of us in the original company, and so we all had. We were all very young, and so we were all telling our life, you know, our growing up stories and our education stories. So there was lots and lots and lots of material. Plus, we all came from storytelling families, so. We had a lot of stories that our parents told us, all of which we use, all of their expressions, all of their stories. We constantly mind those, you know, in, in, it's all through our work. Um, and then we, when we went to do the television series, we'd already written the stage show, so we were able to use a lot of that material. And then we were able to, you know, uh, uh, but we never actually had, you know, we had uh, Greg Toomey was one, the only person who ever came in as a writer. Um, and there's one other person, I think, but basically we wrote all our own material, which was rare. Mm -hmm. we had lots of stuff. Well, I mean, if you think of Newfoundland, I mean, there's so many ways that people interpret Newfoundland. We are the butt of the joke so often across the country. And as Newfoundlanders, sometimes you, yeah, you're like, we can do it, but not you so much. You know, we, we laugh at ourselves quite well and people have ideas about us, but there's so much here. Um, it, it's absolutely amazing place. And, you know, I, I feel so lucky to have, have been born and grown, grown up here. And there's so much, uh, you know, the, the use of language is so unique and so colorful. And, uh, <clears throat> um, you know, that we got lots and lots and lots of material from that. And then the fact that people were good storytellers, we got from that. You know, Newfoundland's had an amazing history. Gosh, you know, like you know, we were a country not that long ago of our own and how that all came about. And, and we've been around for a long time. Uh, so um, uh, so there's, you know, great, uh, there's great material here always. Yeah, yeah. Thank God we're here. Yeah, I don't think, you know, I don't think we're going to run out anytime soon. And if you see now some of the cookbooks that are coming out, uh, the foraging cookbooks and, yeah. uh, you know, some amazing things in that way. And then, uh, you know, uh, we have uh, Justin Barber who's going off into the 
wilderness with his dog and doing different things there, sort of that adventure. We've got books on hiking. I mean, the talent and the, you know, even the historical dramas and anything in books. And when I did the show, I had no idea that there would be so, so many authors coming out of our province. I mean, there seems to be no end to it. As fast as you, I mean, I could do a show probably every day. There's so many books coming by me from Newfoundland authors. Did you have the sense that it was quite that prolific here? <laughs> well, I, I don't think that in the formal arts, it wasn't when we were kids, certainly it wasn't. And, and even when we started to write, we were, there weren't a lot of us, <clears throat> but it has, it has uh, grown exponentially, you know, really has just exploded. Um, uh, can I ask you a question? Oh, yeah. uh, you are going to edit this, right? <laughs> Actually, uh, generally we don't, and okay. uh, generally we don't. We just go for it. Um, well, we're not. I, I have to blow my nose. <laughs> can I take a break? You sure can. I'll I'll fill. <laughs> I'll even take you off screen there for a minute. Let's see if I can get my mouse. There we go. Here I am. Well, Andy's just taking a quick break, as he said, to blow his nose. So I'm here. But, you know, as we're talking, and I did mention about this show, that it was 2017 when I got the idea to create Let's Get Writing. And at the time, I was doing it through Rogers TV community channel. And it was a little difficult because people weren't always coming through Grand Falls, Windsor. So it limited who I could have as a guest. And I would check out, well, who's at the Arts and Culture Center? Or, you know, who might be coming through town on a book tour? Who can I, who can I get in the studio? So I did a few shows that year and I continued on. And then each year, as people got to know, we'd find ways to get them into the studio. And then, of course, when things shut down in April last year, Oh, Andy's back. We um, just went right on to, I went right on to, to uh, Facebook here. And then I could interview anyone anywhere in the world. So I don't even want to go back the other way. This has opened up the world. And I can be here in central Newfoundland and talk to people like you. I mean, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, a lot of things have opened up since COVID. Yeah. The sun's silver linings to the clouds, yeah. Yep, yeah. yeah, that is a silver lining, and it has been for some industries. It's been tough on the arts in some ways, but then in other ways, I think it's made people realize the value of our arts programs and of our artists, writers, and how much we need them and how much they are part of the community. When something's Absolutely. taken away... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mainly performing artists and actors and so on, but... Uh, the the literature is, can still be in your hands. That's probably gone up, <laughs> reading and book purchasing. So that may be another advantage. Yeah. Now, Andy, what's coming up for you over? We're going to see you anywhere around. Any projects that you're working on? Uh, yeah. Yes, I, I'm going to be at the um, uh, a winter set in summer in Eastport in the middle of August. I'm going to be performing. With um, uh, with Shakespeare by the Sea, uh, I'll be sharing a role, uh, alternate days with Paul Rowe, in their production of Pericles, and that'll be running July and August. It runs on Friday nights 
at six o'clock and Saturday afternoons at two o'clock. Um, and uh, that's pretty well it for me. Yep, formally well, right now. Well, good. I hope I get to St. John's when I can catch you in that show. And fingers crossed that everything goes well for everyone because we're all so looking forward to going to something real. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. Great, great. Topic. Well, look, I want to thank you so much for your time today. I feel like we could delve into so much more, but maybe we'll do this again in a few months. Okay. Okay. All thank right. you very much. <laughs> well, you ha have a great day and uh, break a leg in all your projects and uh, we shall continue to enjoy your books. Please keep sharing those folk tales with us. Thank you. Thank you. And folks, thanks for joining. Let's get writing and we'll say goodbye and we'll see you again soon right here. Thanks so much for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So please let us know what you thought of this episode and share your ideas for future guests or topics. You can email us at letsgetwriting at katherinetaylor.ca. Don't forget to subscribe and even leave a review. If you love this episode, share it with a friend. Until next time, believe in yourself and let's get writing.